This is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all that counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Thanks. This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Woo! He now rocking with One Nation Radio. Welcome to the program. James Boy, Richard Ladder, and a couple friends. With the show for your wrestling needs. Shopping off the rest of the IWC. We gon' tell her how it is. We gon' shoot from the hip. If they putting out trash, we gon' rip from the bitch. Make sure that you tweet us and you rate the shows. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Now let's get it on the road. Hey. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. Welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd. And thank you for listening. SocialSuperLights.com. BWB, what's up? Welcome to the December 3rd edition of One Nation Live. James, what's going on, man? Not too much. Uh, pretty eventful week outside of uh, pro wrestling for me, but um interesting to see what your thoughts were on this week's uh, episodes we got. You're damn right. James turned 30 this week and, uh, oh you know, celebrated <laughs> a birthday, you know, so, uh, so, so how was it, man? You know, I did not think I actually set you up for that, but yeah, uh, yeah, I had a good birthday, um, and that's saying something for a person that typically, you know, doesn't really do the, into the whole, like, hype about birthdays, like, I tend to be more excited for people, other people's birthdays than mine, um, you know, for me, you know, th- at this point, it's like, oh, you know, sweet, si- I never did the sweet 16 thing, uh, I do the occasional dinner thing, I might you know, every every year I just feel like I actually get out, get out there and actually invite you know all the friends. A lot of people I haven't seen over an amount of time and try and do the whole catch up thing. But um, yeah, it, it was fun. I hung out with you know my wrestling buds uh, for <laughs> for uh, a birthday dinner. Uh, that was fun with Josh and Jeremy and you. Uh, but yeah, man, thirty. Um, Washed? Just, yes or no? Yeah. Washed? Well, well, yeah. Oh, please. I've been watched for years. Like, being thirty is not the wash day for me. I've been I've been watched. I was telling Jason this. Uh, I, I've been watched since like 2012. So. Damn. Damn. <laughs> so, so me turning thirty don't mean shit. It just further it's further. All I want for my birthday is a All I want for my birthday is a big So we gonna play something for James. You know when James dies. Bam, bam inside the, the uh, Gucci store. Um, but yeah, uh, what's going on, Howard? I guess uh, he said it's the first time he caught us live. Jeremy said do it live. And then Simon was like, this might be the uh, first time I caught y'all early. And then Simon said, hey, turn up. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah, man, uh, we gonna go ahead and get this motherfucker cracking. Um, so... Uh, besides that, uh, happy birthday to James. Um, uh, I guess, uh, you know, we, we saw uh, Roman Reigns started. He's the new Intercontinental Champion. Uh, showed up on Monday Night Raw uh, with the title in tow. They were in Knoxville, Tennessee. Tennessee is the source of all the jokes this week uh, with the college football yeah, hiring. It, it was funny because they were also in Knoxville. So I'm thinking like, huh, I wonder, I mean, it, you know, the whole Seattle thing had already happened by that point in time. 
Uh, so I was wondering, like, if the crowd was going to like ch- have some like a weird chance. I just, and but they didn't. They acted like a wrestling crowd. Yeah. So I was um, kind of disappointed in that. So to deal with uh with Reigns, you know, he came out and you know there were some boos, and then there was like a uh, "You deserve it" chant that broke out amongst ten people um, that I found yeah. absolutely oh. hilarious. He like went out of his way to uh, act like it was ten thousand people um, chanting that. But hey, you know, you, you got to start somewhere. What, what did you think was, about that? Did, did you catch that? Yes, I heard it, and I was like, I was wondering if it was so weak that started out. I was thinking to myself because he came out and he didn't really get booed. Like, this is, like, one of the first times in a long time that he comes out by himself and, like, he gets mostly cheered. Um, and so he comes out and you hear, like, I felt like you heard, like, maybe 20 people saying you deserve it. And then, like, I was thinking it was going to pick up, but it stayed the same it volume. Just didn't. And it, 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 I was just like, wow. So this man really just got, like, the weakest. You deserve a chant of all time. That's, that's something. That is something. Uh, no more Miz this week, uh, but we did get the Miz show up, and they uh, they came out there with uh, the Drifter in tow, Elias, yeah. and um, yes. the, the match was made for Roman Reigns to take on Elias. I feel like WWE has yeah. wanted to do this match subconsciously all year. Um, they've kept uh, Elias relatively strong, and they they've wanted to put this guy uh, out there. With with Roman Reigns, and they finally did it uh, th- this have, evening. Have they actually really kept them strong? Because when I think about bro, Drifter, bro, like that, the commentary, in, any- bro, the commentary yeah. in that match was absolutely nauseating. Like they wouldn't yeah, heal yeah. on either guy. They've blown the Drifter for months on commentary. Yes. They don't actually yeah. know what to do with him because they don't want to, yeah. you know, really like they do these DQ finishes. They have, they, I think they had him lose on a roll up or something and then beat Jason Jordan's ass like immediately after that. Um, he finally got like a showcase match, uh, with Roman Reigns, but we'll get to that later. Um, <clears throat> from there we had Seth Rollins take on Cesaro in a really long match. Wait, that's all, that's all you have to say? It was really long? You didn't think that was good? No, it was fine. It was, you know, nothing to like to go crazy about or anything. I really liked that match. I thought it, I didn't th- I thought it was a really good match. I Maybe it was because I wasn't paying I it was all the way attention. Long, two commercial breaks. Yeah, maybe because I wasn't paying all the way attention. Like I might have had something else going on, but um, <clears throat> the the parts that I did see, like it was cool. Um, I wish they would give Seth Rollins a new finisher. He really needs one. I think that's what's really holding him back in the ring right now. Um, and it's not like we can even have him start doing using another one of his moves. Like it would be good for him to use a frog splash, but it's like I don't know if they want to do that. Um, they um, came out here and uh, had him go over, and then there was like a little interview. Um, basically, they, he spilled the beans on Dean Ambrose and um, Renee Young being gone for the week. Roman Reigns, the Intercontinental Champion, you know, and and are, is this the first sign of the Shield? You know, kind of splintering. Well, he didn't. He didn't uh, do that. Like actually, at the beginning um, on commentary, Cole like mentioned it that Dean Ambrose was on honeymoon twice. So, but the fact that what he did spill was the fact that, like, he's, he, I mean, I'm sure, you know, most people know this, but, like, Renee and Dean Ambrose actually being, um, being a married couple, he, you know, he actually said out loud and mentioned something about, uh, you know, Renee's, you know, Dean is, you know, how he's unhinged and, um, he's in a hotel and, uh, Renee's credit card might actually be on, uh, be the one on file. So, like, Charlie, you need to go out there and, uh, 
and check on um, Renee, and I was like, okay, that's kind of corny. Um, but, you know, it's pretty much just a thing to come out there and mention the fact that, like, you know, they're all still together. They're just break. They're just doing their own thing right now because they're trying to, you know, all, you know, be champions or whatever until uh, right now. I mean, I think it's a smart move. Like, you can't, like, you can't put three heel teams together, three heel pieces together all the time for them to keep smashing or whatever. So, I mean, I, I think that's the right move for now. Um, I don't know. Like, I think... Do you think we're going to get Joe versus uh, Roman for Royal Rumble, or do you think we're too far out to even know? I think we're too far out to even know, and that might happen on TV. Um, I think they have, like, an L.A. show coming up pretty soon, um, and the Royal Rumble is still eight weeks away, so, and I wouldn't be sure, well, they'll, they'll, they'll blow us like last year and have Roman, like, in a title match, and then also in the Royal Rumble, just to fuck with everyone. Um... Oh, he's going to be in a rumble. Uh, Simon says, Omega doing the V-Trigger works because it came about against Okada. Had Rollins been using this after busting up Cena's nose, it would work. Two years later, it's dry. But the V-Trigger isn't even Omega's finisher. It's like kind of like a setup move. What up, Omar? I see you tuned in. Um... Uh, Howard says, they won't let him do God's last gift even though they should. It's too dangerous to botch. Hey. Yo. Kenny Omega uses V triggers like Ric Flair used knife edge chops. That's what's up. that's 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 really his knife edge chop. I just I knew you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. He so, also picked that up after Nakamura. Yeah. What was God? What is God's last last gift? I think it's a move where he like puts him up like in a vertical suplex, but like drops him into like a small package, but it looks like a brain buster. If I'm not mistaken, uh, they really did him a disservice when they took that curve stop away from him. Yeah, yeah, the curve stop was a perfect finish. They, 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 you know, that was weird. Like he, like Vince woke up one day and was like, "We shouldn't be doing this because kids might be emulated." As if like. You know, any other fucking thing you do in a wrestling ring can't fucking kill you. <laughs> like, just... Yes. Uh, you know, they let Roman Reigns have a move called the drive-by for all those years. Not even that. Like, <laughs> like Roman Reigns' finish is, a, is tackling somebody. Yeah. Um, that, like, that, that, that's not dangerous, huh? Now, I know you, you said you enjoyed the Rollins and, and Cesaro match. I enjoyed another match um, that happened. And it was uh, just absolutely like, uh, you know, a fight directly out of the giant versus Ming tree of things. It was Samoa Joe versus Titus O'Neil. And this was awesome. These guys were slapping the shit out of each other, just just just, just going at it. And um, Joe looked dominant. Titus ain't looked like no bitch. Uh, what would you think about this, James? You, you know, I saw you mentioning um, some one of the mil- millions of uh, wrestling groups that we have between different people or whatever about it was, you know, like you said, it was of the Ming and, and uh, giant uh, variety. So I watched it and I was like, OK. And then next thing you know, like they're slapping each other knife overhand knife edge chops. I was like, what in the world has gotten into these two? Like, what, what? And then, like, the ref would get in the way in these awkward moments as if, like, to, like, referee, like, receipts almost. It was weird. I was like, this was, it was almost as if, like, this was not what they had billed, and then, but they kept, but they went with it anyway. And kept going along with it. And I, I thought it was interesting. Um, I mean, it was only, like, I don't know how long. It was, it was two and a half minutes. minutes. It was two and a half minutes. It was two and a half yeah, minutes. 
Yeah, like I said, it could have been longer than three minutes, but but it was but it was entertaining and it didn't raise my eyebrows a few times because I was like I was like what is going on here? Yeah. Like somebody's out here going for self. It was stiff, you know. <laughs> um, then uh, Paul Cruz got in there and and Samoa Joe basically humbled him and uh, this guy like these guys are putting over Joe so hard right now. So um, definitely is needed because Joe needs to be rebuilt and um, you know if he's going to be going at Roman Reigns. Um, so we thought we were going to get the six woman match uh, with with Banks, uh, Mickey James, and Bailey against the awfully named Absolution Group. Um, turns out Bailey was was caught in that jump zone as well as Mickey James, leaving Sasha Banks to basically be told get down or lay down, as we like to say in these streets. And you know Sasha was like, I ain't trying to get down. So Absolution basically said, Well, you about to lay down, and they went out there and just whooped on uh, you know Sasha Banks. Um, James, this group name is awful, awful. I. I didn't really have that much of a problem with it. I mean, you know, I heard it and I was like, the first thing I thought was, of course, Absolution is a mystery in then in um in Lemmy's voice from uh from Motorhead, but other than that, I thought, eh, whatever. So like, what else like, they call them? When I when I looked up the the definition for the word absolution, it says formal release from guilt, obligation, or punishment. Right. That's exactly what Michael Cole said too. And I was like, huh. I thought that they wanted to come out here, you know, and say, like, they about to absolve people, pretty much, and they about to come out here, and I think they did something like that, and they were like, we need something where it's like, you know, a past tense or, like, a different tense version of that, you know, but I think the name's terrible. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I will say this, I'd rather them be called the, uh, Absolution and PMS Part 2. <laughs> Do you remember the submission I mean, sorority? Oh, the Mr. Sorority? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was another bad one. These names. Page page have stables, and they always be having bad names. Yes. Um, Jeremy said, because she's using God's last gift right now, and it's awesome. Uh, Howard says, how is Mandy Rose the most polished-looking slash sounding person in that segment? Um, Sonya. Wait, what? Easy. Easy. Um, Sonya Deville. Well, Sonya Deville is just not ready for one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, compared to Paige, Paige sounds like she has, I don't know what happened, but, like, Paige sounds like she's been gone and, like, got as, like she sounds so comfortable on the mic and nowhere else. She was never, like, some spastic, nervous wreck on the mic, but she was always, you know, pretty good. She sounds like, you know, she sounds like she has all the confidence in the world on the mic right now. Um, especially, like, I mean, this week and last week. Mandy, she sounds, she sound, you know, she sounds good. And, you know, I, I thought just playing on good. Like, Sonya Deville, uh, that ain't going to work. She don't get what it. Every time she talks to me, <laughs> well, I wouldn't even hand her the mic no more. Just let nope. her just let her throw her nope. little um, MMA-looking strikes and, and, and get the fuck on. But, um, yeah, so um, next I wanted to talk about, um, are you buying Elias at this level? Like, we, you know, in the Roman Reigns and, and Elias match that happened, um, it went on pretty long um there was there was a long ass chin lock in there uh several of them actually no two there were two long ass rest holes in that match yeah um did you buy elias at this level because i feel like this has been his like you know highest step up uh to date and i think the match got well received towards the end but 
do you see this guy like lasting? Okay, so I thought that the segment with him starting out, um, dedicating the song to Miz, um, asking the crowd if he wants to hear it, the crowd yells no, um, and he says, you know what, I, you know, I'm not going to, and the crowd yet says yes, he says, you know, I'm going I'm to play it, and then he says, you know what, I am going to play it, because I don't, I want the Miz. Then you have, then he brings in <laughs> the Miserage, and they have harmonicas, and then they have the pantomime that actually playing the harmonicas over whoever else is actually playing it. It was fantastic. Like I laughed out loud at how ridiculous that whole segment was. I thought it was great. Um, then the match happens, and you know the beginning of the match was really boring and slow. But by the time you get to when you see uh, when you see the drifter do that elbow drop, looking like Macho Man, <laughs> right? Um, doing the el- it was a it was a beautiful looking elbow drop, and then he did the um the power that big power bomb. I was like, huh, that's the best he's ever looked in the ring. That was the best match of his career. Um, and I I thought I thought he you know he, I thought he acquitted himself um pretty well considering what we've seen from him um beforehand. Like he he, he stepped his game up. Um, I thought Roman I thought Roman did a really good job with him. Yeah. Um. Uh, there was mixed reactions, like because it didn't really get much of a reaction. Uh, this match in our thread, uh, I think Meltzer said that was the worst match he, uh, he saw Roman Reigns have in a long time. Um, but um, it like pretty much like I thought it was just kind of there, and it was it was cool to see him like you know get a showcase like that rather than you know like on the SmackDown side of things where they'll just throw you in the main event and <laughs> you know they they won't see if if you're ready yet. Well, my my thing is I'm grading I'm grading him on a curve, like so that's where I'm at with him. Like if I was grading him overall, I'd be like, yeah, it was, it was a like, yep. Yeah, he obviously I still don't think he has much in the way of um in the long term. I think he's gonna have to get better a lot and a lot better because um, you can't like hide him and by like doing magic all types of magic monster stuff like he's Braun Strowman. But so I'll um, say this: he's gonna get every single opportunity to fail. Yeah, because of how he looks in his gimmick uh, with the with the music. So yeah, he's gonna get opportunities. And to be honest with you, like I feel like what they show with him in the Mirage, like that is a blueprint of what he can do in the future as a mid card, top of the card heel or whatever. Like fighting like the number three Debbie face on a brand. Like he, he's gonna have to do some entertaining stuff or whatever to you know to be able to uh, keep his heat. And I thought he did a good job uh, keeping his heat. So, um, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm done. I was going to say, uh, so on to this disaster that was Bray Wyatt. And that promo, um, I ended up writing a column this week. No one has ever needed to turn face more than Bray Wyatt. Um, got a lot of traction, got a lot of like, you know, interaction with it. And this guy, this was, this was not a promo. This was a cry for help, James. This was, uh, a a guy and, you know, everyone looking at him in utter confusion, not never understanding exactly what he's talking about. And I feel like the world has caught up to where one nation radio has been since the end of 2013 on this guy. And he basically came out, he said he never had a childhood. He never celebrated birthdays. He never carved a turkey and he never cared. Wyatt said the fans do. He said the fans' entire world exists in a cardboard box. 
Yes, bumskis, um, might you add. Um, (laughs) He says, they try to tell you what to buy and tell you who to love. Then he called us pathetic. He tried and he tried and the fans never listened when he tried to show them the way. So this is our fault, James. Um, He said... Their suffering, or our suffering, brings him joy because his eyes are wide open. He can truly see us for who we are. He said, none of us are alive, and we are all dead. You're dead. And he laughed, and he laughed, and he just repeated it and yelled it until it was just absolutely uncomfortable. And it was just like, they have fucked this guy, like, beyond comprehension. Did you get that same vibe (laughs) that I got from it? Um, not the same vibe. I just thought it was weird. I thought like, okay, like, I was like, okay, like this promo is is whack. Like, it, it, it's coherent, but it's just whack. You know that which is better than most of his most of his promos that are like whack and 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 make no sense. So, um, or I'm sorry, or also incohesive. So like, I just uh, I thought like, well, whatever. It's another Bray Wyatt promo, and he's gonna let and, you know. He, he laughs in hysterics, and like it's pretty much he's built, it's almost as if he's like built himself into the illusions of grandeur. Um, like he literally is buying his own hype. Like like he's almost like what that it's almost like that promo was like a coping mechanism to protect his ego that he's a failure. Um, but whatever, he beat Matt Hardy, and Matt Hardy's now looks like he's breaking. Yes. So um, and the biggest news of the week, um, I think, to come out of WWE. Uh, it looks like he's about to be awoken, you know, uh, Matt Hardy. Uh, there was a news report that Impact Wrestling, uh, we didn't find this out until days later, uh, basically <clears throat> said they would let uh, former talents, including Matt Hardy, use gimmicks that were used on their TV and not pursue them, you know, with legal action. So once Mark, Matt Hardy started snapping and hitting all those delete chants, all of us were looking like, oh, my God, what is happening right now? So... Um, we found out a couple days later, like, okay, yeah, they've got the green light. So where do you see this going, James? Can can they get Matt Hardy back to that level when they first, like, brought the Hardys back in, where it was hotter no, no, than no. the sun? No. No. Like, that, that, that's too far gone. They, they've already screwed that up. Um, they signed these dudes thinking they were going to get um, – get new and new improved hardy boys you know with a new gimmick and everything and you know wasn't able to come to fruition and they've been dying slowly on the vine and there have been moments like when each of them have both you know squared off um with the Miz, like they both had their time i mean and were over in their matches but like for the most part like and they had to run with the tag in the tag title scene but um where they are now like you know how it is like vince don't Vince, the only person he's ever, ever thought of was really a star between those two was Jeff. And Jeff's out right now, so Matt has to sit on the bench. Um, or more or less be a literal he's almost like um trying to think of like a like a tenth man in the NBA right now. Who's a good tenth man would you say right now? Um shit, let's see. I don't know. I I'm not sure who a good oh, tenth oh, man would oh, be. He's, he's, he's Rozier from the Celtics. Wow. Um, hey, Rozier from the Celtics. So uh, Howard Schilling says, "Translation: We can't afford attorneys anymore." That's funny. Um, yeah, they, you know, Impact is. I think you know it's been speculated that they um, have done this to babyface themselves in the eyes of like the public. Like, oh, look how nice of them, you know, to do that. But where was all that the last like you know um, 
you know, since March or whatever. But and, and it's not even necessarily something to bang on Impact for because you think Vince is gonna come out here and be like, Yeah, y'all can y'all can use this gimmick, you know, on your T V yeah. and not compensate me. Yeah, especially when he was out here, you know, like a uh just over a decade ago, uh so trying to sue WCW, Steve, uh, Kevin Nash, and uh, Scott Hall for for using their own names. <laughs> like, like they're they're clearly as Ramon and Diesel. Damn it! Yes. It is like nah, dude. They're using their real names. Like they're they're not even wearing like they're not even going out here wearing leather and and, and uh, a whole bunch of like cheap looking cha- gold chains. They're not. They're not. Uh, you know, like yeah. Scott Hall still does a fake Scarface Cuban accent. Yeah, he's, he is doing that. But other than that, they're not the same guys. So, like, for them to, you know, the whole thing about, uh, you know, trying to, I don't, you know, I don't really hold it against him. It's like, look, man, if you have a, fr- a federation and, you know, people come up with something that's hot, like, if you want to try and, you know, keep it a relation type of claims to it financially, I don't blame you. Yeah, man. Um, so, we didn't we we didn't see uh, Absolution just once. We saw her tw- or them twice. Uh, Asuka demolished uh, Dana Brooke and arguably Dana Brooke's, Brooke's greatest match ever. Uh, she came out there and essentially <laughs> lost and got flipped over in, in four seconds. Uh, that was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, you know what that reminded me of. What was that? It reminded me of what was that? The the who was what? Um, Cameron, the girl that. Girl, no, no, no. The girl that charged in on um, on Rousey and got, and got put in an armbar in like in, inside of ten seconds too. Was that Casangano? It might have been. Or was that Misha? Or was that Misha Tate? I don't remember. Okay, but yeah, it was pretty much. It was like the exact same thing. It was like okay, like Ronda Ronda Rousey beat me. Oscar beat me really bad. I want a rematch. All right. I've seen the tape. I'm gonna run up, yeah, because you know I run up and run up and get done up, like put put an armbar immediately. And bro, like I was watching it, and I literally, I I literally yelled like hell yeah, like that was so that was great because it's like get her, like she's you know she's getting she's getting there, like she's like she's getting more over and over uh, week by week. So like had her rematch or beat the hell out of her one week, next week is even faster. Yeah, and um, then like I also I also like the fact that it's almost like. When they came out, um, the Absolution came out, and you know, surrounded the ring. It was almost like Paige, you know, like they're about to set, like they're about to pa- go into the ring, and then they all backed off. And they're almost like, and both, it was almost like between like Paige's new group and Oscar, they're almost like, look, you got your run, you got your run, of the women's locker room. I got my run on the women's locker room. Like we, you know, we're the new ones. We will leave each other alone. Like we ain't stepping, in, we're not gonna step in each other's turf, basically. I, I remember when they first brought Asuka out, like, for the match or whatever, and then it was like, I was like, wow, they're acting like this is completely disconnected from the Absolution shit, right? And I was pissed when they did that. So, when they brought them out, I was like, okay, so they are trying to loop it in. So, so to deal with it, I think is, um, you know, some folks were mad that they said Asuka, quote unquote, back down, like, and, you know, why would you have the baby face, you know, come out there and just leave? Um, I thought it was like a issue of like, yeah, we, we going to fight one day, but we'll get to it, you know, when, when yeah, it's time. It, yeah, I saw it. I mean, maybe it's me, but I saw it as what they were trying to, or not what they were trying to do. What I saw it as was they surrounded the ring and then Paige and, La- and then Asuka didn't back down and she was actually ready for all three of them, 
and then Paige basically backed off the ring at that point, and then like it pretty much was like it's almost like respect. Like, look, I ain't gonna mess with you. You ain't, I, just don't mess with me. And then Oscar backed out the ring and walked away because it was over with. Yeah, and you can't like the the only other way around it. The only other way around it is if you have those three come out surround the ring and then back. Not only do they back up off the apron, they also walk away. Like that kills all three of them. See, Oscar has to be the one that, that, that gets out. So but they they did make sure to show that 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 Paige and those other other two backed off the apron. They made sure to show that. Yeah. Um. Finn Balor and Jason Jordan are absolute gigs. Um, <laughs> yes. I, there's no, there's no other way to sugarcoat it. Um, these guys like came out here and played the setup role for Braun Strowman uh, against Kane. Jordan's starting to fake his injuries and you know doing all this bullshit to slowly turn heel uh, because they've you know fucked him up so much. Uh, poor guy. And then Finn Balor, you oh, know, oh, 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 before you get to Finn Balor, so. It's a really weird thing what they're doing with with, uh, with Jason Jordan's knee because on one end he absolutely is being like he's absolutely um, how do you say he's absolutely like pussyfooting with his injury right yes he's, he's absolutely like on that shot I'm like I don't know if I can really go I don't know if I can but I'll give it you know I don't really know the good old and college goes, try wrestles, and then he gets his knee hurt through all these matches though so like. It's, you know, but you see him clearly, like, looking more weaselly every single week. You yes. see that clearly happening. So, you know, it's good that it's going in that direction for him. Um, wow, I don't even know you, why they fucking around with it. Like, they already know people don't like this dude, so they might as well just, you know, well, don't fuck well, around well, with well, it. Rich, well, Rich, here's the thing about that, right? And I understand, and I feel the same way most weeks when we, most weeks when we have only, like, four weeks of internet pay-per-view. There's, there's still a fucking week of television. They got they, they to they they save put, someone. They got to put some water on this shit and stretch it out. Wow. Put some water on that damn shit. Yeah. They definitely have to stretch this out. So I'm, so I'm okay with, with what they're doing right now. Um, like, if this is a normal thing where they were like, when there was only like two more weeks for other paper, other paper, to the next paper, I'd be like, done. Do it now. Get it done with. But I understand. I understand, at least in this situation. Yeah, man. What man. Do, what what do you think as far as um what do you think of the direction it's going to aside from the fact that you think it's going too slow though? Um, I I, I like it if he's going to become a heel, but I'm interested to see who he actually fights. Like, I think it should only be Angle, but I believe he should get a Triple H match before he does the turn and Triple H should like whoop his ass really bad and and Kurt not be there for him essentially, and then that be the real trigger that you know, like that sets off the turn. What would you be against if, um, at some point or another, Triple H basically buys uh, Angle's son? Oh my God! Like, like what? I'll buy you, dumbass. Now, well, not buy him, but basically, I put him into his quote-unquote stable. I make basically, like give him, start giving him preferential treatment. I put him in that same class with like Samoa Joe. Like, would you be against that? No, I would think, um, you know, like, if they wanted to relaunch, I, I hate to say this, relaunch the authority, right? And then <laughs> have him sell his dad out. You, look, you, you, essentially, you did. <laughs> you know, no, pre- pre- look, preferential <laughs> treatment, you know, and rolling with the game, uh, you know. Nah, I, man. I, I, no, He's got to fight the game. I said, 
if he was basically like Samoa Joe, like basically like he's affiliated. He's not in the gang, but he's affiliated. Look, man, it's it's all too close for me. Like, you know, I, I've seen the authority a thousand times and it only takes a little bit to get it started. And then all of a sudden, you know, there's there's twelve of them in the ring. Like so <laughs> So, uh, you know, are are, are you have, are you saying that that, that James they were going to say Jason Jordan was always their champion? Is that what you're advocating? <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was going. Oh, for. okay. You know, um, but yeah, man, uh, those guys off. You know, off of that, uh, Finn Bal- Balor's absolutely. You know, I, I think Vince Man was like, all right, I seen you talking all that shit on Twitter, so um, <laughs> we about to have you get your ass whooped by Kane again, oh, the third time. Oh man, um, so it wasn't the third time. It was after Kane had just got done with a match. And he whooped his ass. Yes. Kane was out here, like, diminished. Like, that man was, was just, you know, fresh off fighting another dude, and then he whoops you clean, slaps you some skin, and whoops your black ass. Yes. Um, and was about to kill you. Yes. Well, no, okay, this, this is what they did to protect. To protect Finn, right? In quotation marks. He, he was winning the match, and then Kane started cheating, and then Kane whooped his ass with a chair. Like, I mean, whooped him bad, like... Like the old country he way, he, he was whooping him so bad that I actually started yelling again every single time he hit him. Like again, <laughs> again. So it, I mean, it was a, it was a good beat down, and then he did the whole spot where he he was basically on pilmanize his, his neck and throat and head. Yes. So uh, yeah, I thought oh, I thought it was um I thought that was good. I was wondering who's gonna make the save because they did say that stroke before earlier tonight that Strowman wasn't there. So I was wondering, like, who's gonna make the save? And then turn up with Strowman, which is like, well, fine, that, that's even better. Yeah. Telling me not he's not there, and he shows up to save the day. That's even better for me. So yeah, like Strowman beat his ass. Yeah, was, Strowman was beating his ass. I was over there yelling. Then I started yelling again, again. Also, like it was great. Yeah. Um. They. I would rather just see Braun Strowman and Kane not have a match and then just have them just attack each other forever because this eventually has to like lead to like the bell ringing and we don't need that like at all. Um, it needs to be like, yo, <laughs> how about they just do this? Like <laughs> they, they, they do the same shit they did with the big show. All right, we're going to put you in the cage with Strowman and Strowman's going to murder you too. <laughs> Look, that's the new deal. You have to go one on one with Braun Strowman in the Steel's cage and see if you survive. <laughs> um, let's get a, a couple comments. It, it said uh, Simon said, "Nah, we ain't doing no authority ish no more." Uh, all caps. Hell no. Nah. Uh, Howard says, "Give Triple H a damn stable of form, former NXT guys and they attack both shows." We've done enough invasions. Um, I think that. They, um, I don't know, man, like, because there is getting to the point where there's so many former NXT guys, it's really hard to classify who's an NXT guy and who's not, because if you look at it, all these dudes are in NXT. Yeah, most of of the roster has been in NXT. Yeah. On both, on both shows. Yeah. So, I I mean, so yeah, I'm from that, from that point, like, yeah, I get it. I mean, and that's the, and that's the thing of what they did. They're separated with, um, Paige and her group and like Ruby Riot and her group is that Ruby Riot and her group, all her, all her chicks are NXT, all NXT. And then 
um, you know, as Paige has done, like Paige can pretty much say like, yeah, you know, for the most part, like they were, they've been those two, Sarah Logan and, and, um, and live Mandy Sachs. Oh no, no. And Mandy Sachs, they both been in NXT, oh. but no, you're right. Live. I'm sorry. And live like they, they've been NXT, but like, not like that, you know? And that kind of like brings me, I was talking to Jeremy and Josh about this. Like, um, <clears throat> what is NXT really being used for? And the people they're calling up, like they're not even using them in NXT, like as like prominently um, as some of the other folks we're seeing. So it's like, do they realize that, or do they feel like these competitors don't fit, like for NXT? And it's like, who do you want to be essentially? Like you got all these folks. It's like, well. They, they kind of pick and choose who they want for these roles. Like, Liv Morgan never got no, you know, like, remember, Alexa Bliss never had a takeover match. Like, one, like, one-on-one ever. And then, you know, you get on the main roster, and it's like, oh, yeah, it all, like, works now. And, like, Elias, for example, he was never really used in NXT like that. And then you put him on the main roster, and like, oh, yeah, they're going to make him a star. So it's like, what are they really developing? Like, being, like, doing all these matches and these takeovers, like, what is it leading to? Oh, that's the thing. Like, okay, like do so they have a system about... we don't know about is what I'm asking, essentially? like. <laughs> well, well, hold on, well, well, basically what I'm getting at is, like, we always talk about NXT like it's developmental and not, it's not actually developmental. It's a third brand. Like, where they do put people that, uh, it's, it, you know, we do like to think of it as developmental, but, you know, they've said, they've said it a bunch of times that it, that it is a third brand and we just don't believe them. And I mean, and we, you know, given you know the way they treat us all the time, we should believe them, right? But right. in some of these cases, it's like, all right, how the hell am I get, if I'm in if I'm in NXT, right? And I have the right for people, and I see the Drifter, and I see like Alexis, I see Alexa Bliss, and I see um, some of the other people, like, and I see Braun Strowman. How the hell am I getting them over in NXT? Right. <clears throat> so like, and when, they, and when you and when, when you have and when you people watch NXT, like. They're the die. They're the diest of, of diehard fans, right? They, they like they want to see indie style wrestling. Like Braun Strowman ain't gonna give you no damn indie style wrestling. The Elias ain't giving you no indie style wrestling. Alexa ain't giving you no indie style wrestling. So, like that's it's like of, they shield you know, them completely. Like they don't throw them out there at all. Like it, it's just a disconnect for me. It's like why why would they do this? Like like what is the developmental system that? we don't know about, essentially. It's like, how do we figure well, out who's going to be these, these people now? Essentially, well, like, that, are, that thing, are going to get called up. Well, you don't. The thing is, like, that's a, it's literally a third brand, and, like, the people that you see or whatever, they get called up or whatever else outside of that, that's for the eyes of whatever they see at the performance center. Yeah. yeah like, I mean, like, uh, like some of these, so many people that are in NXT will um, are a lot of them actually, you know, RNXT for however long they do their ba- they do their time like they're in, like yes. they're on probation and then they go to the main roster and you know given the fact of like you think about the people that were um that have been brought in that were at the performance center but not necessarily on NXT that much and you look at their track record compared to people that were on NXT television all the time and like you have whatever and we have what you know what their gimmick is and their story and their character and what they did in NXT to get over, and you see how Vince always wants to do some other shit that never like matches up with what got them over in the first place on NXT, right. and they always and they almost all the time fail. Right. It's like, well, maybe maybe people are better off not actually being on NXT because Vince see Vince, Vince sees some shit. He's like, oh, that's good. 
Let me scrap half of this shit and give you half of what made them popular, and then they fail, and then Vince is like, oh, see, they couldn't get over, pal. Like, in that case, so they you, should just, they should just scrap. Blank script. Like, AJ that, Styles, blank script, showed up. Like, in that case, they should just scrap this shit then. Like, <laughs> like if, like, you, you pulling these folks, like, out of nowhere, and then, like, if you get them, put them on the main roster, and they don't become stars anyway, it's like, all right, what are you going to do? You just going to over-push them to death? I mean, they have no problem doing that, but... Well, I would say this, right? At some point, Vince will not be living, and he won't be calling all the shots. So, chances are, once that starts happening, it won't be working like that. Like, people will get from, go from NXT to the main roster and basically be put on and like and get over the same way they got over this, um, you know, set to a larger audience. Like you, so you you will get to see uh, Bailey go, you know, go through trial and tribulation, and then. Like get screwed over by friends and then like get vengeance on friends and fire up and then eventually like get to the point where like she won't she can't take no more and then she actually does overcome. Like maybe you do get a point where like you do get actual character out of a uh, out of someone like uh, Finn Balor or whatever. Like that just never this is not really a thing that they do in the, in um in, on the main roster. Like you get the you basically you get like. You know, close enough. They look the same, relatively speaking. They change one or two things, but like they don't. They always go a little bit different than how they exact the exact same way they got over in the first place. And that's a, that's a big deal. That's weird. That's why a lot of them look bad. Like it took them. It took them literally like you know two tries from to figure out. Oh yeah, Oscar needs to be like a killer instead of like being in these matches and you know. Be, you know, being get the around from and, her and not yeah. looking impressive. And then they flip the script and like, oh, actually, she used to kill people quickly, efficiently, ruthlessly, with a smile on her face. <laughs> if they, they figured that out fast enough, like... I think it's something to keep an eye on going forward. Like, cause, like we need to, like, look at this stuff because it's like... Remember when, like, Baron Corbin got called up? Like, is this an example of that? Like, you know... Uh, I don't know. I think I think I think he's full of NXT because he was, you know, he was in a shit ton of um, takeovers. Correct. Uh, I take that back. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but um, yeah. Let's... He was in Brooklyn three. Remember, he got choked out in Brooklyn three by Joe, right? Yeah. I mean, Brooklyn one by by Joe, right? Yeah. And then he had yeah. that match with Austin Aries that was like, yeah. And then they called him up, so it was like he beat, he beat the hell out of Bull Dempsey. I remember that takeover. I remember that. Um. On to SmackDown. Uh, we'll get to that side. Mojo Rowley turns heel finally on Zack Ryder. And I thought Mojo had potential as a babyface, personally. Like, on some, you know, poor man's John Cena shit, essentially. Um, he's always hype. He seems like someone the kids would like. And um, they decided, fuck all that. We're going to have him jump on Zack Ryder. Um, Zack Ryder, you're going to be the bum that you always were, and they're going to go ahead and make Mojo the heel, and this this has um, whooped Zack Ryder's ass and get him the fuck out of the way written all over it. Would you Would you agree? Oh yeah, I think like after this feud, like Zack could you know could be looking for a pink slip or not looking for it. Like he might be be on the lookout for that. He might be trying to like dodge like phone calls. Uh, from like the Connecticut area, from the Greenwich area, from yes. the Stanford. Throw your phone area off. Code. From the, yeah, like oh, throw the whole phone away. Oh, like, oh, that's oh, he's like oh, that's corporate's uh phone number. Nope, not picking that shit up. Nope. <laughs> Turn off your social media, all that. Like there is no way to yeah. contact me. Y'all gonna have to find yeah. me, damn it. Yeah, you have to look. You gonna have to fire me when I'm at the when I'm in the building. Like that's face to face. 
<laughs> oh man, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm. I'm really. I'm really like you know. I th- everyone thought for a, for the, for a while now that it was gonna be Zach that turned on Mojo, but knowing with Mojo that turned on Zach, I'm thinking, oh boy, he's gonna get fired. So we about to have this Mojo Rowley versus Gronk Gronk match now, right? And then Gronk can come in and be the babyface, right? I don't think that's gonna happen. You know. Oh man, uh, I, maybe Mojo Rowley gets the gender push next year. What? Oh my! God. <laughs> Would you hate it as much? I might hate it more. Oh, it would be really bad. Like, so the only thing I can say for Mojo is, I know we can talk. For I know he can talk, like for sure, but. They have to make sure they take this time before WrestleMania. I wouldn't even, like, maybe you, you let that man go back-to-back in the uh, Andre the Giant joint, right? And then you kick off his shit from there. But they've got to handle I, that transition. I I seriously, seriously doubt that, like, he'll be, I, I, I don't know, like, I, I don't have any, um... How do I say this? I have no confidence in what he can do in the future for WWE. Like I, I like I don't know. Like, like who does he fight now? He fights Zack Ryder. Oh, I'm sorry. After Zack Ryder, like what then? You give him a, a mid card babyface. I mean, we can pull up the roster for SmackDown. Um, Who's that? Shinsuke? No. Um, so let's see. Uh, uh, Howard says Zack is about to start sending letters to JTG. About tips on how to stay employed. <laughs> Fuck you, Rich, for even saying that. <laughs> yes, man. Um, these guys are. Yeah, he, he's gonna have to dodge these these uh that that eight six zero area code. He's gonna have to dodge that. Um, so let's see. Uh, he could fight Randy Orton. He could fight. Uh, and, I mean, he can fight. Him, but Dill- no one's gonna believe he's Actually, gonna beat him. Ty Dillinger, I think he's a heel. He can roll through. Uh, he can fight. Big E, he can fight, um, shit, it gets real, real slim, real quick on that side. Yeah. It gets real slim. He can fight Sankara, he can fight, uh, <laughs> Bobby Roode. <laughs> yeah, Bobby Roode, that, that might be the one right there. Um, uh, Howard I'm says, sorry, but like, <laughs> Bobby Root, yeah, bro, comments blowing up. Um, Dylan says, I hope they get rid of the hype shit when he turns face again. Uh, Simon says, Mojo Riley about to get that shad from Crime Time push. Howard says, if Mojo goes over Nakamura, I'm done. Jeremy says, he can fight Bobby Root. And then Simon yeah. says, so basically nothing. Yeah, he, yeah no, fuck no, it, he can fight not, John Cena, yeah. why not? Baron Corbin Ooh, got to do I, it. Ugh. Hopefully, hopefully, Cena gets both gets him out of there the same exact way. Like, look, bro, you trash. You <laughs> like, you ain't got nothing going for you. you other than the fact that you played football, that, I don't hate you know, Mojo like time. that. I don't hate Mojo like that. Like, I, 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 I think there's I something there. I think there's something there. But it's what, as what, as what? it's like, as a baby I, face. Put it into words. But it's as a baby face. I will try. I will try to put it into words. There are when he's cutting promos and he's not acting like a damn fool like when he's like loud and hyper there's like a, a element of when Cena gets serious like I feel like I saw the same thing 
Like, it was like, oh, okay, there's something there. So, I'm, you know, I could be wrong. But um, I think the guy, you know, if they're going to give him a shot eventually, I think they should try to find out. But, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Like, I'm not saying, hey, put the WWE title on him or anything, like gender or anything. But, (laughs) like, can he be the U.S. champion next summer? Sure he can. Like, can he win a win a tag team? Can he form another tag team with somebody or win a damn, I don't know, like what would essentially be like a king of the ring or something? Like, if they bring that shit back, sure. Why not? Can he win the Andre the Giant shit again? Why not? Like, it doesn't, literally doesn't matter. You know, this is fake, James. You know? <laughs> this shit. <laughs> saying this shit don't matter and then you be like well yeah I, shit don't matter when you let this motherfucker win uh, matches and shit or when things that matter or things that uh, people would actually care about and like he's he's, he's just a bottom of the car guy yeah. like that's how I see him he's a bottom of the car guy like maybe he maybe he maybe he ascends to the main card but like I don't see no I don't see nothing else in that like he ain't look he ain't even ever wrestle ain't made it no WrestleMania that ain't never happened all right WrestleMania 35, uh, when Grant were in the win the Royal Rumble, and <laughs> and, then, and then he comes to fight Mojo. <laughs> All right, James. Um, so uh, Bobby Roode versus Baron Corbin. Do you care, James? Fuck no. Why do you about some, some shit like that? Bobby Roode versus Baron Corbin. This oh shit God. is gonna be fucking that terrible. Is trash. Like, I do what. What in either one of their WWE main roster careers so far will lead you to believe? No, that, like I should hold on, hold on. Either one of their feuds. James, uh, someone said uh, you just suggested Mojo getting that gender push, Rich. No, I did not. <laughs> I did not suggest that. He kind of did. How? Are you like, it, huh? How? You were kind of like, uh, you know, it wouldn't be the worst. Like it, they could do worse. They could do some shit like that with him. And I was like, dude, like. That might be a worse. That might be a worse fate than than gender uh, gender's title reign. Like, dude, there's nothing. There's literally nothing going for him right now, other than the fact that like he's a he's a gigantic dude or whatever. So or they just turn. Like, he's a big dude. They like, just turn. Mo- like, <laughs> so they turn Sami Zayn and Mojo Rawley in these last couple months, right? Who do you think they they're gonna have um, a better plan for in 2018? I mean, they're stupid. I mean, yeah, you're right. But that's, you know, that's one of the problems with this company, though. Yeah. It's like, oh, like, everybody every like everybody in their locker room can, like, clearly sell and, and, and like, watch the same shit we watch, and they all come with this way with the same thing about, like, this person's super talented, da-da-da-da, Lazy Squaw, and then, like, at the same time, this goes around and, like, oh, let's push this guy. Why? Because he's gigantic. <laughs> All right. Um, like, is he is he as talented can be like as good as like uh, you know? It's almost like you know what Vince is with size. Like Vince with size, is almost like the casting director for movies or, or, or television that casts beautiful people. Like yeah. almost like they makes like he cast stuff almost like a uh, like a so, like they run a soap opera. Like it's not about how good you are at acting. It's not about how good you are, like as far as emoting. It's as far as like, oh, you're really you're you're drop dead gorgeous. So like, put you on the screen here, and then like we'll let it roll. And then like, while you make these weird like awkward faces, like uh, while you're trying to emote between like uh, scene breaks, like 
we'll leave that in and we'll deal with it and like you won't be nearly as good an actor as like uh you know michael b jordan or tessa thompson but whatever because you're beautiful it's weird it's really weird with how they are with size so aj styles took on both sing brothers <clears throat> and um Jenner Mahal came out there wearing some bullshit and um <laughs> they jumped Thank on you no why was he dressed like Vince yes like he's either stealing this man's suits or like I don't know like what's up with the with the strong patterns and all that deal you Jenner's usually real fly like, what is it with like like when you, it's really weird like when's the last time you see Roman Reigns in a suit Bro, the shield thing, the the table for three. He looked terrible, and he was wearing one of Vince Man like? shoes. He was wearing. He, like? he, he was dressed like Cena, who's dressed like Vince. Thank you. Yes, bro. Yes. All right. So if y'all if y'all haven't seen how Roman Reigns is dressed in the table for three after this show, pull it up or just pop it into Google or whatever. And the, it's like this blue, um, you know, this blue uh, blazer or whatever, and it has like these stripes on them, like this, this plaid pattern. It's like I don't think Roman Reigns would ever dress like that anytime. And then you see that, and it's like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. Like that's what I was getting. At. I was like. There's something about like Vince, these guys that Vince is almost like handpicks where he's almost like yeah give him yeah always champion like give him give him number to my tailor damn it and like typically speaking gender because his body type isn't like like a Cena or a Roman like like he has a slimmer build so it's like he kind of has like a almost like a, one of those um uh not tailor cut almost like a, a custom almost like a slim fit like right. a slim fit custom type deal to him. So, like, he, you know, so it worked. And then, like, you know, he's, like, you're right. He generally is dressed really well. His suit is normally on point. But that checker shit he came out in on uh, on Tuesday, I don't know what that was. And I was thinking to myself, like, he's dressed like Vince. This is shit I've seen Vince wear before. And I was like, I can't believe it. He, this is the third dude in a row that's been basically, like, his hand-picked guy or whatever. And, like, Got him dressed like him, like got him, you know, got him drinking Kool Aid, literally. Hey man, w- would you dress like Vince for that world belt? No. <laughs> <laughs> look, if I was wrestling, like, look, what's the worst? What's the worst thing that happened? No, but especially when you're like gender is like, look, I already got my title shot and I lost it. What is me dressing like this fool gonna do for me now? Yeah. Yeah. And did you see how? And did you see how high his pants were? Bro, gender came out here like. Like he He's was, he, that man was ready for rain. Like <laughs> that man was ready for rain. He was a, he was in high waters and with the with the, with the asshole loafer shoes, with the asshole loafer shoes with no socks in them. Yep. With that gingivitis, with the ginger, oh, no, I say the gingivitis. I'm sorry, with the athlete's foot in the uh, in the soles. Like yeah, it was real bad, man. Yeah, those real. are them shoes that you don't wear socks with. Yeah, your cousin be wearing sweat. those. Sweating your shoes. Gross. <laughs> Sweating your shoes. Gross. Yes, Dylan says, I'm looking at it now. Roman looks horrible in that monstrosity. Yes, yes, he does. Um, AJ Styles, Styles Clash wanted to sing brothers off the turnbuckle onto the other one. In a moment of excellence, um, if this was the end of the Singh brothers who were attacked um, by gender after, um, and I already have a diabolical master plan, which I hope it's not leading to, that I'm afraid to even say on air. Um, I have put it in the group otherwise, but 
if the, the the Singh brothers have no question been the the uh, stars of the show for India, if India wants to be proud of, of anyone, the 1.3, they should be proud of these guys. They should be proud of these these dudes who came in WWE a year ago dancing around like some type of parody. And then they showed up and they showed that they were willing to die for this shit. They were willing to fall off the goddamn, um, what's that shit called? The Punjabi prison. They were willing to have Randy Orton kill one of their ass. They were, they were willing to get finishers, you know, from the second rope, uh, you know, onto each other. James, if this is it for the same brothers, how do you, I mean, what kind of grade do you give to these guys for, for what they've done? An A. Like, they're taking all the big bumps for this dude to try to get them over. Like, you know, like, if not for them, like, I don't know how to, like, can you imagine how bad, that, as bad of an act as it was even with them? You know how much, how much worse the act would be without those two? So, like, gender, like, gets further away from replacement level without them. Like, without him, he should, without him, oh, yeah, another thing. Uh, Let me phrase this point. point. But, like, without him, like, you can make a case for it. Like, yeah, he has nothing for for him. Like, he's basically, like, he may as well be Indian uh, mojo. Like, I don't know what the (laughs) hell you do with these people. Um, Yeah, so... Uh, along with the suit, so once he took the uh, the joint off his head uh, or whatever, his head wrap deal, I called it, yes, I'm calling it hair wrap. I'm not calling it a term, I'm calling it hair wrap. This would be funny. Yeah. Bruh, what is going on with Jinder's hair? He's losing it, but he's still growing it. If that makes but any like, sense. Like, like he doesn't know it, saying, he doesn't know it's time to come home. Basically, he's growing his hair out to cover up his bald, like, the fact that he's balding. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Like, but, why is he growing it longer? And why is it like a mullet? And like, why does it also look like it's really curly? But like, it look, it's so curly that but it's not like it looks like it's unkept too. But like, you're wearing a suit and you have like, you know, your head, the joint on your head, all nicely wrapped. Like, why does your hair look so a mess? I don't understand. What's going on here? Like, it looked like he, it looked like he woke up out of a, out of a out of like a a coke binge. Wow. Um... <laughs> You don't so, wake up out of coke, bitch. Yes. Like, he's my point. Like, like he was hung over or something, and he woke up, and he's like, he's all like uh, disheveled and shit. Yes. His hair was anyway. So, so I made the comment with with um, like someone was like, "Man, Jenner's hair looks terrible. Like, why don't he cut that shit?" I was like, "That man's at that stage where if he cuts that shit, like we don't know if it's gonna grow back the right way." Like, <laughs> so, so he's at that point. So he might just have to keep trimming that bitch to, to, to keep it at that length. He needs to cut it lower. Like it was fine, like up two months ago. Now I don't know what he's doing. And it looks almost it's look it's like starting to look like a mullet almost. Oh man, um, what's up, Joe? I uh, see you tuned in all the way from Australia. Um, the Riot Squad um, took on uh, Charlotte and Becky. Was it Becky? No, it wasn't Becky. They took on Charlotte, Natalia, Charlotte, Natalia, and Naomi. Naomi. Natalia walked out on her ass like Bad News Brown. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, yes, Howard. Oh, my my analogy was um, uh, yes. Howard actually put it in the comments. He was like, "If Vince takes Authors of Pain away from Paul Ellering and gives them to Jenner Mahal, I can't even think of a good analogy for this." Yes, that was what I I fear is going to happen at Clash of Champions. What? How do y'all come to that conclusion, bro? Because like. What are the Oz of Pain like doing the NXT at this point? Like it's time for them to come up. And he just whooped the Sing Brothers ass like what everyone is saying, yeah, that looks like a write off or whatever. Like for those dudes. 
And then it was like, well, if that man debuts some new goons, who would they be? Oh, there are two guys like ready, ready right there. Now, if they do that shit, I'm gonna be furious. Maybe I saw more of like, oh, you imbeciles have embarrassed me, so I'm gonna whoop your ass. Mm. I felt that I'm, like I'm sure <laughs> to, like I almost feel like I'm there. I'm like they're gonna be back next week. I hope they're back that's next how, week. That's how I saw it. I hope they're back next week. Otherwise, you know, be alarmed. You know, yeah, uh, like, I mean, like I feel like I feel like other other panel are qualified to be uh, correct his goons. Correct. Um, like them boys should be in matches as opposed to like being that man's muscle for like the next four months, yeah. six months. Um. So, uh, Ruby Riot ended up getting the pin on Charlotte. It looks like they might be moving into a few with those two. Um, <clears throat> and supposedly there was a Charlotte um, Tamina feud supposedly on the horizon, and this is going to derail that. So yes, Thank let's God. let's derail that as much as possible. Um. Absolution versus the Riot Squad. Who has a better name? Oh, the Riot Squad. Yes, no doubt. Like I, I made it clear earlier, my, my my disdain for the Absolution, and I feel like it's just gonna like just grow. The jokes will write themselves in the coming weeks. But the Riot Squad, like I, I can get with that. There's not an absolute. There's no. There's not an Absolution is a mystery meme going around yet. No, I think you should make one. Mm, that's surprising. Yeah. Absolution. <laughs> oh man. Um, and then there was a no DQ match with Kevin Owens and, and uh, Randy Orton. Um, one of these guys, like they've had a match on Raw back in 2015, I want to say, but it did not have a finish. So this is like one of the first times they've got to go one on one, like with a uh, finish, even though it was a no DQ match. And Sami Zayn came out there with some weak looking chair shots and all but um i thought these guys <laughs> these guys I didn't even think, I, I never, I, until you mentioned that i didn't even think about those i thought okay whatever it's 2017 you can't be out here you know you can't be out here get, being 1999 rocket against uh mick foley's skull and shit yeah. like that was a popular yeah, thing right. in the group with, with, with all the with, with our folks in the thread. They were saying, "Man, them, them chair shots look real weak," you know. Um, and I think Randy Orton beat the shit out of um, out of uh, Owens with the damn um, uh, kendo sticks. Like them, ken- I think the kendo stick might be the most dangerous weapon of this generation. What? Yes. Like, like as the steel chair was in Attitude Era, the kendo stick is is, is uh, now because. Just like when people start whipping whipping on each other with them kendo sticks, it's like yo, like <laughs> like everyone can do it, and it, it it all looks like it hurts. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Like when they, when they, when people get like beat downs with chairs, and you know that you can't do headshots, so you can't just basically like lay somebody out and they're just out. Like it, they looks it looks so much more painful than taking a kendo stick because you're actually getting your ass whipped. Like like instead of with a belt or with a switch. Or or whatever uh, they fashion as a as a device to whip you with, basically like you getting whipped with a with a steel chair like that shit seemed like it hurt so bad. Yeah. Like when they basically like oh hit you hit you in your gut and then you got to give it your back and they did a well on your back for like three or four licks that looks so painful. Yeah. Um, and the chair wraps around and then the chair's like wrapping around uh, your body. Mm. So no a- any thoughts on this Orton and, and Owens match? I thought, um, I don't know about you, but I thought, oh, wow, this a dude, like, can we please add this to the list of, like, matches they, quote-unquote, gave away that could have been the main of, a main event for pay-per-view? 
we add that to the list? Yes, I, I think if we were to replace, like, um, we, we could definitely have replaced, like, we, we could have done a Nakamura-Cena match as a SmackDown main event. We could have done an Owens-Orton match. We also could have done an AJ and um, Orton match as well. Yep. So, to, to make up for some of those, um, you know, ones we got on SmackDown. Uh, but we do have a bunch of questions, and I kind of want to run through these, like, rapid-fire style. Um, so, Joe Saba says, Shield reunion, good or bad so far? James, you go, then I go. Good in the beginning, and then, like, since... Okay, good until the night after Survivor Series. Bad. That's what I'll say. It, it feels like a, a corporate money grab and rehabilitation for Roman Reigns. Um, Joe also says... But, but, but Rich, it's all a corporate money grab because it's a corporation that runs the show. What are you talking about? All right. When they came out there with them shirts on the same day, they, they quote-unquote reunited and all that, that looked lame as fuck because the original Shield never came out there beating you over the head with merchandise, Like no matter if they were faces or heels. Right. Yeah, but the original Shield were all heels, though. Correct, but we were supposed to be seeing the original Shield, James, as they kept mentioning on commentary, <laughs> over and over and over. Um, so Joe says, "Is heat always necessary?" Um, like, you know, for example, Roman Reigns entering the Royal Rumble at thirty this year. Oh, that's not heat. I mean, he's. Okay, does he mean heat in like the conventional sense of like, oh, we gotta beat down Daniel Bryan because the setup for him to win um, the big match at the bit to win WrestleMania? Like, does he mean that by heat, or does he mean like just trolling? Like, I think he means he mean the trolling? trolling. Oh no, trolling's not no trolling's not necessary at all. Like, you're antagonizing your fan base. You're running off your fan base by doing shit like that. Yeah, you know um, <clears throat> those numbers. If you want to pull them up. Since 2015, it don't look good. Like you know, as far as ratings wise, but I don't know. I don't know how much stock folks want to put into that. Like the best way, the best way to do think of it is this, right? I understand. Like wrestling, wrestling is not like any other thing you really watch because, like, you don't really, you know, um, you don't really watch fake sports like that. But what other like form of entertainment do you watch? Where like the people that where the show or the music or the or the film or the play that you are consuming, like. Purposely isn't trying to antagonize you. Purposely. And it's like, it is often. And it's like, often to where you can almost say it's consistent. Like, it's something that happens, like, on a weekly, on a weekly episode, you will, something will happen to, that will be, be like, oh, y'all did this just to be literally petty to us. Like, that's not, <laughs> what the, the, the tour basically is like, I'm going to do this to basically spite my, um, the, per, the person consuming this. Like, that's not, that's a, only, only WWE does that. Like, you don't see that shit in, like, like, what's the worst thing that happened in The Wire, for example? The worst thing. <sighs> the worst thing that happened in The Wire. I mean, there's, like, a million worse, like, terrible things. But, um, how like, about... Like, Mom was getting killed in season, at the end of season one. Uh, uh, oh, uh, what's it called? Uh, how about... Stringer was out here, uh, was, was Stringer was out here having an affair with Donnette while, uh, D'Angelo was in prison? That was pretty that bad. Um... I would, them firebombing Randy's uh, mom's house or whatever. Ooh, <laughs> that was really fishing. bad. Yeah, that was fucked up. Um, oh, no, I got one. Here's one, right? Uh, 
Randy Randy ends up in the halfway house for snitching because his house got burned down for doing the right thing because he uh for telling on people and then like Naaman who's a prick and is an asshole is a jerk and like probably you know like the, the fate he deserves is way better than like than life. I'm sorry, is uh, the, the fate he deserves in life is uh, uh is is way worse than like, the life he's living and then he ends up like living with like uh, Col- <coughs> B- uh Bunny Colvin or whatever. Yeah. He basically gets adopted That's... by by them in the nice house like. The fact that like you follow season four and the lives of these kids, and then like the the, the most miserable prick uh, gets the nicest life, and then like poor little, poor Randy and Dookie, like one gets strung out like living on the street and drugs and shit, and the other one, um, you know whole you know foster care life, you know parent dad, dad was a piece of shit and left them, um, or all that kind of stuff. Like that's the you know that's how unfair life is. Like that like. Compared to oh, Roman Reigns is thirty. Roman Reigns thirty is worse. It's like oh, you bad, so you out of your way. Like at least they told the story with that with their shit. As far as like telling you like life ain't fair, right? Yeah. And and it, like okay, and like it's a lesson that's, that's taught that you know, or some, something that's taught in like over the work and that built over you know episodes and episodes and episodes. They did that on a whim. The fuck up. The fuck with us. <laughs> Send them out there, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, uh, Jeremy says, "Who should Lesnar face at the Rumble?" Shit, it's gonna end up being Braun, the way it's looking. Um, I think they should go with like something unconventional. Um, if we're looking at, uh, I, I would assume it would be a Monday Night Raw guy that we end up fighting, right? So, I think you either go with either Ambrose or Rollins, preferably Rollins. Um, I hope they don't get it in their mind to do Kane. I really hope they don't do that. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll say Seth Rollins for for my answer. Um, let's see. I, I have I have Brock should get an automatic buy. Like the whole thing is every he has to beat everybody with one move and one move only, and like. You've already beat your the entire roster like your Bret Hart nineteen ninety seven. Fuck it. What's the point? Like then, what's the point of him fighting any more people? Just save him for for uh, Roman and have Roman beat him at WrestleMania uh, thirty four. Yeah, get it the fuck over with. Yeah. Like, we're, what? like we're, we're clearly seeing what y'all are trying to do. Like you're not fooling yeah. us. You know, um, like in, like literally, there's nobody else for him to fight except for Finn Balor and like they don't want to do that. Like Kane right now. Look, they don't want to do that. Um. Oh man, they're already they're knee deep in these rumble questions. Simon Miz? says, "Yeah, Simon Miz? says. I mean, Miz look like he's gonna be gone for you know for a certain amount of time. You know, I'm down with, with Miz uh, beating Brock Lesnar. I ain't got no problem with that. Um, you know, uh, Simon says, who will win the Royal Rumble? Ooh, I'm gonna go with Nakamura." Because I think a, I think a SmackDown guy is going to win, uh, and they're going to set up this. You know, with Roman being their Intercontinental Champion, they're going to set this deal up longer with, um, you know, the Lesnar thing. And SmackDown tends to win these Royal Rumbles during brand splits. Roman Reigns. Damn. Um, <laughs> Simon also says, uh, "What will WWE plan next after Operation Lesnar Torch Pass fails with Roman Reigns?" And Joe Joe actually answered him, "Try again next year." 
<laughs> I don't even think we need to, uh, you know, even even elaborate anymore. So thank you, Joe, for answering uh, uh, that uh, uh, that for us. Joe says, "What do the New Day do at WrestleMania?" <clears throat> it's really hard to tell at this late rate. Maybe they get the Bludgeon Brothers. Maybe. Uh, yeah, because I could, uh, they might do some type of, like, pre-show three-way tag match with, like, the bludgeon or four-way tag match with whoever else they figure out. So it might, it might end up being, like, the Usos, the the New Day, and the Bludgeon Brothers. Like, they, you know, they can't ever just have, like, two women wrestle each other, and they can't have, like, two, te- two tag teams wrestle each other either. Maybe they like, do something unless, with Owens and Zayn, maybe. Unless those guys are spoken I, for, I feel, uh, maybe that's what they do with, with Kevin Owens. But I don't you think like eventually like Kevin Owens is gonna be in a singles match by WrestleMania? You don't think so? I hope so. I mean, but on the other end, like yeah, they could do. They definitely could do Kevin Owens versus Kevin Owens the same as same versus uh, the the New Day for WrestleMania. They definitely could do that for the tag for the SmackDown tag titles. They could, but you know they. You know, I mean, it's so hard for to get a regular tag match on the main card, like a regular rules match on the main card right. for WrestleMania. So we'll Man. see. Um, Simon says, um, "How can WWE make 2017 even worse?" I mean, I can tell you that they can they can take the WWE title off of AJ Styles uh, in a couple weeks. That's what they can do. To fully put to to take the year from I I think like AJ Styles like winning the title like that and then you know essentially pulling SmackDown out of the mud has like turned WWE's year from what I thought was a complete negative into like you know you could argue that was a positive year overall. Uh, I wouldn't argue it was a positive year. I'd say it was. I don't know. Like it's I still think this is the worst year we watched. Since we've been back to watching since 2011. It has been, yes. Yeah, so I, you know, hard to say. Um, I I don't know, man. Like, I mean, they could always, they could always make it worse. Like, I mean, I, like, I don't make it a habit of being like, yeah, how can we figure out how to make it, make it worse to watch? The fuck it up Um, challenge. Oh, the fuck it up challenge. Yeah, like, yeah, like, let's, you know, Let's give the belts to all heels. Oops, they pretty much did that for the most part. Um, I don't know, man. Like, like have a have a main event and have some of these main events be like basically in hell. Like have like I don't know. Have like Baron Corbin versus Baron Corbin versus Randy Orton for the main event of a of a SmackDown pay per view. Like Good do shit God. like that. Like yeah, that could make it worse. Good God, that would be awful. Um next question uh simon says uh so it's okay to trash wwe for putting two of the same women's factions on separate rosters at the same time right with no connection yeah you can call them lazy why not um yeah i mean it, i will say this at least on smackdown they acknowledge it like there are similarities between the two so at least they're not like pretending like oh like these are not the drones you're looking for like, like these so- are, are completely disconnected like I mean, but the, the reason for that is like, okay, they're telling different stories. Like, I mean, yes, they're both two, three women factions, but like one is like basically one's Team NXT, and then the other is like Paige found two people, basically two people that like, you know, looked up to her. Yeah. 
Like she pretty much like she's pretty much like LeBron James. Wow. Right? I, you know, she's we like, grew up watching yeah. watching Paige. Like, like we yeah, like we grew up like it's almost like remember how we used to always talk about like Kevin Garnett with like a slew of any big men uh from like that came into the league like after two thousand four and it's like everybody everybody, whether it was Dwight Howard or Anthony Davis or whoever else is like I grew up idolizing Kevin Garnett. I had a picture of him on my wall. Like that's yeah, it, like Paige and she was she was that kind of star to where she could actually it's actually feasible for a woman that just got into the performance center or whatever to be like, that's the person that I looked up while I was, uh, you know, making my way to try to get into WWE. That's the person I looked at as like my North star to guide me. Like, so yeah, I, that's believable to me. <laughs> like as far as like any, and I will say this, like at least like the way they're beating down people and like some of the stuff, like after week one, like you see it in week two, they're already di- differentiating how they're like going about this. Mm-hmm. And they're actually letting them wrestle too. Uh, on SmackDown, yeah, um, it's still gonna be it's still gonna be an issue with like them trying to get three women overall at once. That's still gonna be an issue. Um, like, I would like to see them like break into uh, individual competition. Like, but the thing is, you know, like they're gonna, they're gonna be worried about Liv Morgan and um, and Deville. So we'll see. Yeah, um, Simon said, so "What's your take on the rumored uh, women's Royal Rumble match?" Personally, I don't want to see it. Hell in a Cell soured me on giving the women everything the men get. Money in the bank worked though until uh, Ellsworth won it. Here's the thing: the only reason why I will be ever that I would ever be against a women's Royal Rumble is the fact that, like, if they do it, they have to do it every single year. And if they do it, then I have the right to be pissed off when they when they treat it like it's bullshit instead of like actual uh, thing that they're presenting to us. Because you know they're gonna show a video package saying all the history of the women and how big of a deal it is, how special it is, and they're gonna have some type of fuckery at the end and make and make and piss you off, just like they did with the women's uh, Money in the Bank match. So, um, to like basically like get my mind right on the like if I. They basically like you know just to warn you and let you know there's gonna be some bullshit with they if, if when they do it, um, and the fact that like if they do it they have to do it every single year from and from here until like the end of all Royal Rumbles, um, that would be what would, I would say against it. But other than that, like they they have enough women to do it now. Like they could do a fifteen a, a, a fifteen woman Rumble, and have it basically like you know not as far a card. Like you can absolutely do that. See now me. Why I would be against it has nothing to do with them being women or anything. Because unlike, you know, like what Simon said, like, like I don't care. Let the women do everything the men do. Whatever, right? But the fact is, WWE can barely book one Royal Rumble correctly on one night. Let alone two. <laughs> I almost made James spit his shit out. Like, you're going to be asking WWE to book two Royal Rumbles differently on the same night. Till the end of time, I, I really think they would struggle with that, and it would just, it would not end up uh, going correctly. I think okay, so maybe they do it like I'm, at a, at a different show, maybe, and call it something else. I don't know. I want a woman's rumble for this reason, right? I'm tired of the, I'm tired of what they've done with the women this entire year, which is especially on SmackDown. Ah, uh, throw four women at it, right? Throw five women at it, throw six women at it, like. The women got over on NXT because they had one on one matches and they were and they were great matches. And we got and I mean obviously it's unfair to, you know, keep constantly comparing NXT to I'm oh, sorry, uh, WWE to NXT when we know who's running NXT and we know who's running uh WWE on um, the main roster shows. So 
But on this end, it would get them if they do a if they have to, if they do a women's Royal Rumble. That means they also have to do it every single year until the end of time. And B, that means that we actually will get like one a a legitimate one on one confrontation at a WrestleMania with women um, between women for a belt. And I, I would love that because, like, as much as I love the, the, the main event to WrestleMania, I was uh, uh, my main event to WrestleMania 32, <laughs> uh, which was the women's, um, the women's uh, three-way title match, like, there's something to be said, it's something that's lost in um, the fact that they they have really not had a one-on-one women's match in, like, God knows how long. Like, what? I'm sure maybe there's one there's been one since then, but like the one I last one I can think of was like Mickey and um and, and Trish at WrestleMania th- uh twenty two. I'm sure there's one since then. Is there one since then? Um, not that I can think of off the top of my head. Yeah. So Yeah, I, I that's what I hope for. Um And I mean and I mean it would be cool to be able to see like, oh my god, like you know, Lita just came out, you know, she's in surprise interest in the Rumble or whatever, Trish Stratus or, or Beth Phoenix or, or whoever else. Like, that'd just, you know, just for one, just, just, yeah, just a good a, a nostalgia pop, just like you get in the Rumble. So I'd be cool with that. Well, you better have Stephanie answer the Royal Rumble, bitch. <laughs> Throw somebody out. All right, so hey. I, I had this angle plan for the Women's Royal Rumble. I don't know if I talked about it or whatever uh, on the show, but if you were going to bring in, um, like, Ronda Rousey and all that, for the uh, whatever you want to do, um, what you could do is have you know Ronda Rousey and basically Bailey and Sasha in the ring, and or excuse me, Shayna Baszler, um, uh, Bailey and Sasha in the ring, and then no, the equivalent of number thirty would be Rousey would hit hit the ring and she'd make her WWE debut, right? And then all of a sudden, like, it would be like, you know, a face-off essentially between uh, Baszler and Rousey and Bailey and Sasha, you know, Charlotte being, quote-unquote, in the title match and Becky still away at this point. So from there, they would think, you know, it's about to be, you know, two-on-two, and all of a sudden their homegirls come up out the crowd and jump in the ring, essentially uh the other two four horsemen and women and turn that shit into like a super beat down or whatever and then throw both of them out the ring and essentially like basler can like eliminate herself or whatever you know or however you want to what's do the, it what's the fourth one's name like i know the third one's name is like jessamine dukes but what's the fourth one's name i can't remember her her name for the same my life me. no idea same life. no idea okay someone let us know in the comments um yeah, but you can do that or, or have one of the two get eliminated and then have the other ones rise up, like have Baszler get eliminated and then all of a sudden it's Rousey versus those two and then, you know, essentially Baszler and the other two come out, whoop their ass, and so Ronda wins it and then you get to whatever you're going to get to, essentially. I have a question. Yeah. Do, do we know if Rousey is like going to like do want more than one match for WWE or like no is idea. She... she's training right now at the uh, performance center right but we don't know if she's but do we know if she's doing more than one match no idea because like if she basically takes like a quote-unquote Lesnar schedule then like yeah let her show up at the Royal Rumble or whatever win the thing and then like 
send her out there like the paper before and like have her kill somebody and then like be in the main event of or not a main event but like be in some some gigantic prominent match at the next WrestleMania. I'm I'm 100 behind that. But like if this thing is just like oh yeah she's gonna parachute in and then like and then leave and like I saw I saw a tweet from like I think Ryan Sadden that was like would would it would people be be cool with if oh um, yeah that she, bullshit yeah if uh if Rousey um came in and basically like broke Oscar's undefeated streak and I was like like fuck I was like no like if like that would be like, bullshit I was like, no because my, I, I said no because if you know. If the real stars only show up for the big for these big shows, just parachute in and like, what the fuck am I watching five hours of, of, of every of y'all weekly episode television for? Yep. Like, what's the point? Like, if I, like, why should I give a fuck about Oscar or Bailey or or um, Alexa Bliss or Carmella if if like you know like Brock Lesnar, Shane, Triple H, Stephanie, um, The Rock, Undertaker. Shane, like they just parachute in, they had their matches, and when it's time, when it's when like when it's time for the real stars, they leave us here. Why the fuck am I watching these geeks? <laughs> why do I, like, like, why, like, seriously, like, why am I sitting here watching these geeks fight over stupid shit like paint? Yes. What the fuck for? No reason. For funsies. Um, so, last question we're going to get to. Looks like Jeremy, someone else, asked, uh, Jeremy LeBoy, someone else asked you a question. Um, so. Uh, Jeremy says, who's the WWE counterpart for Yoshihashi? Woo! So Yoshihashi is essentially like, you you know who Yoshihashi is, right, James? Yeah, Yoshihashi used to be on WWE, right? No, that's that's Yoshi Tatsu. Tatsu. Correct. Right. So Yoshihashi uh, recently wrestled, he's like a guy in New Japan where like, he's not bad, but he's not necessarily good either. And he's kind of just like there. Essentially, but he, he you can put him in against a main eventer, but it always looks like they're trying to move him up to that level, but he's like above the jobbers, essentially. So if I had to say uh who is Yoshihashi right now in WWE, ooh. Um and it's a baby face, essentially. Yoshihashi right now. That's a tough one, man. That's a that's a tough one. He all they always they they never beat any of the big guys, but they're not like a a bum either. Bobby Roode, maybe? No, not quite. I I think he's more like mm, below that. I think he's below Bobby Roode. So like Sami Zayn before he turned. He's probably Sami Zayn before he turned. Damn. Because he's not a bad wrestler at all, but he he's kind of swaggerless and like he doesn't really have like the the great great matches. Like Sami Zayn, actually, Sami Zayn's way better than Yoshihashi. But you might want to say, hmm, that's a tough one. That's that's really. I don't think there's a direct comparison. Um, unless you want to, if you want to get cute, maybe. Maybe Bray Wyatt at this point. Maybe. But um yeah, I, I think that's gonna that's that'd be a good place where we can we can wrap it up. That was thank you guys for all the questions and everything like that. Uh, please check out the other shows on the Social Suplex Network, uh the Ricky and Clive wrestling show, all the way from the Scott. Um 
love what those guys are doing. Uh, also, the SMC podcast. You can check those gentlemen out. And also, making their debut later this week on Tuesday, uh, Jeremy and Josh will be dropping Keeping It Strong Style, which will exclusively bring you New Japan coverage. I can't wait to do a, a run-in on that show. Um, and that that's debuting this week, and they're going to be set to drop every Tuesday. So they're going to be a little bit more organized than, um, <laughs> than, than some of us. But, um, yeah, man, um, thank you guys all for listening uh, to the show. James, you got any final thoughts before we get up out of here? Uh, hmm. No, just uh, I would suggest for anybody that, um, that, that um, you know needs time off or whatever else, um, you know, to get on TiVo or, or TiVo, like that's a thing anymore, but like, you know, their DVR or whatever, or whatever means they have to, to get a hold of it. But like, if you're in a crunch for time or whatever else, and you and like, you know, like, you know, wrestling isn't have you're not really like really enthused with the wrestling. I suggest like when weeks like that, where you just like, you just had enough, like skip, just skip raw, skip SmackDown, and just you know watch it when our commercial breaks. Like it's a it's a lot better of a of a show when you don't have to sit there like for three for three hours in an overrun. Like you're just sitting there like oh god yeah because because there was like a, a a real like contrast in the energy James and I shared about this past week. I was like huh, it was kind of just another week, and it was like yeah, it's the end of the year. They're not really doing too much. Like they're trying to keep the the wheels turning essentially. And Jen's like, man, I I didn't have a problem with it. So you know that that's definitely um, some advice you guys may want to take. If uh, if you can sit there through those commercials, cool, completely disregard it. But <laughs> you you might uh, end up getting some time to to do some other stuff too. But. Um, yeah, man, that's going to wrap up the show. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure you guys, uh, we are available now on Google Play. We're available on Stitcher. We are also available still on Podbean and, you know, Podcast Republic. No matter what, uh, you know, you have there. Or if you want to get, like, old school with it, we have all these shows going up on YouTube as well. So you can you can check it all out there. And the YouTube channel is One Nation Wrestling. So, uh check all our shit out and um i will be dropping some more columns on lords of pain this week as long as well as making my return to social suplex i have not figured that out yet but i will be putting something up this week so um for james i am getting up out of here oh yeah one other thing like i think yeah i'm pretty sure uh finish is putting out his um his ranking for uh the 1998 um world rumble in comparison to uh the his ranking of all the his additions for all the rankings of the best uh, uh, Royal Rumbles or whatever, and I'm I'm actually a dissenting uh, opinion on on his. So check that out, I guess. Check. Um, let me know what you guys think. For sure, man. And um, actually, the one I, I one of the ones I had uh, the 2011 one. You guys can check that out. I didn't really go too f- full on with the jokes, but James uh, let me you know read a little bit of his, and it was hilarious. Um, and when Dave drops that, you guys will get to see it. But um, thank well, you. Guys. Well, think about it. It has to be hilarious. It's the Royal Rumble for Christ's sake. Like we're really ranking the number the best Royal Rumble. Like you know how you know. I mean, maybe it's my opinion because like you know how I feel about Royal Rumble. So yeah. like it's like this ain't some shit. This ain't some shit to actually like sit down and really analyze. Like this isn't like you know trying to or trying to think about like uh you know what or trying to remember like oh yeah like, how do we rank like you know the best college football teams of all time or some shit that actually you know quote unquote <laughs> matters. 
Like, it's these are crummy wrestling matches. Like, this, this, this rank them fine, whatever. Wow. All talk right. about the funny stuff. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, that's gonna wrap up uh, One Nation Live. Thank you guys for listening. Um, peace. Later.